1: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
2: At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible welcome back to the survival and basic badass podcast kevin and chuck today well we're gonna talk about farms we're gonna talk about the whole world food system we're gonna talk about big things um turns out the world is shifting in as far as how we're growing food what we're growing what we're pushing in the stores how we're like doing the whole thing and it really all kind of comes
3: down to global warming right or i guess is it climate change now kevin is that right yeah, it's climate change we can't say global warming that's uh that's
2: taboo. okay yeah, it's
3: not not the right thing anymore um so i, I don't know. that was all bullshit and it's actually climate change
2: uh, all right so the thing is if you live in a bubble and you think that everything is about Trump and Biden. This probably won't even concern you. I wouldn't worry about it. But it turns out there's bigger things at play than just the U.S. It turns out there are certain people in the world who think that America needs to be put in its place and don't really see America as a world leader.
3: Yeah. There's America- actually like eight and a half billion people that aren't Americans at all. They don't even give a shit about America. They're like, mm-hmm. you know what, fuck you guys. You know, whatever. We're tired
2: of you telling us what to do, and you keep making bad decisions over and over again. I mean, fair.
3: <laughs> exactly, right? You know, you're like, all right.
2: So, So they're all pushing for this whole bigger thing, and those of you who know about the Great Reset or the World Economic Forum, and all these clowns, this is in the UN, right? This is where it's really all being driven and and where stuff seems to be coming from. Mm-hmm. And basically, they want to cut food production dramatically. I mean, that's
3: really what it comes down to.
2: Right. Everybody
3: knows all the details of how, but right. yeah. Everybody knows 90% of global warming is from cow farts. Basically... The the recurring theme that
2: we're going to kind of keep building up to here is they want to bring, they want to reduce food consumption and they want a two-prong approach. And the two-prong approach is reduce the people and reduce the food.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then you can kind of bring that whole thing down, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That's fair, but it's not. All right. So I guess the big panic is in 2010, we had 7 million people in the world and, or sorry. Yeah. Not 7 million. Um, that would be 7 billion with a B with a B. Right. All right. Um, and by 2000 or 2050, we're expected to be 10 billion and we're actually at 8 billion right now. So we're moving right along. We're chugging. Um, the replacement rate that would be how many babies each woman has, in pretty much the whole world is like two point one, which is sustainable, like just stays the same. Okay, right, stays the same. Um, yeah. But Africa, they're like five to one. So the yeah, powers they- that be, they hate Africa. That's like yeah. oh, oh devil. That's why they're trying to you know sterilize everybody with your Bill Gates shot. I, I yeah, mean. Yeah. I, I I didn't
3: say anything, just disregard that. <laughs> I mean I so I think I mean to be fair, to be fair, he is promoting uh vasectomies condoms and, and uh birth control yeah,
2: and I remember his uh his vaccine that accidentally sterilized all the women.
3: There was that.
2: Right, accidentally. Accidentally because you know who didn't see that coming? I mean I didn't see it
3: coming. I had no idea, and then there it was. Yeah, so, I actually got my COVID vaccine and my dick fell off. Same. So, you,
2: know? <laughs> you were—I I thought you didn't talk about that at parties <laughs>
3: or like a private time. Yeah, keep friend. that between you and me and the, the small buddy that's listening here, right? Mm-hmm.
2: All right. So, anyway, basically, they have there's a lot of charts and graphs, but I'm going to be able to talk you through it. I think it's going to be good. The thing is they want to reduce total greenhouse gas emissions by 30% and it it varies between 30 and 33, depend who you hear speaking, but it's basically from, um, uh, for gas emissions for your house heating for, you know, everything they want to cut 30%. They basically want everything to be less. And that, Doesn't sound horrible on the surface until you realize. But what I find concerning is they act like food is the biggest problem, at least, you know, when that's what you're looking into, when only 10% of overall emission problems come from food. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, cows are the problem. Oh, this, we need to cut by 30%. But you're only talking about 10% of the total. Um, of you know emissions from everything right, so it's kinda kind of bullshit like it it just it doesn't have to be there. I feel like we could do better other ways mm-hmm. now, obviously, we could get into my distaste for, yeah, we'll switch to solar, but we only have batteries that are toxic and poison for the planet and you know, we got to kill the little African babies who mine it or whatever. And, you know, I don't know why we have to use four year olds to mine the the stuff for the batteries. Small, nimble fingers. <laughs> is that what it is?
3: Yeah, I don't no. know. I don't know. I mean, it, it is it is fucked up. If you look into some of the some of the cobalt mining in, in Africa, like it's hard. They're really fucking these people up. And, you
2: know, the yeah. trick, though. Cause it's is, big nerve damage is the thing. It like, right. it's really toxic.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is if you keep, people, open. yeah, like right on the edge of starvation, if you keep people extremely poor, then they have no choice. You know what I mean? That's the only option to survive another day or two, you know,
2: another day or two, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. And it, it, so the big thing, like they seem to hate, grass fed animals. And it's something about the fermentation of the grass that's causing all these emissions. That's where you get the cart cow burping.
3: Mm-hmm. That's
2: the big problem. Um I, I have, yeah, th- there's a lot going on. So basically they call it a uh, ruminant meat, which is anything that grazes on grass, basically. Mm-hmm. So beef, lamb, lambs, or, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Rabbits. Um, so the goal is to limit ruminant meat consumption to 52 calories per person per day. Now, I don't know if you realize what 52 calories are, but that ain't much. Basically- A couple of cheeses. Their explanation is about one and a half cheeseburgers a week. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know if they've been to my house. I mean, I could eat just one and a half cheeseburgers as long as I'm having steak the other night. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, but that's not really their plan. Um, and yeah, but I do have a solution. It turns out. Okay. Now, cause they want to shrink the population and they want to up the food supply, but with less animals and farming, Mm-hmm. There, there was a thought back in the '70s as something they could do, right?
3: Um, Kevin, you want to enlighten us? <laughs> Soylent Green, man. Soylent Green. Now, if you haven't, if you haven't seen this movie, you really need to go back and watch this. It's a because classic. The, I mean, spoiler alert: Soylent Green is people. But um, at the end, Charlton Heston has a brilliant scene where he's riding away on some sort of a truck. Screaming, it's people like classic (laughs) acting, you know, classic 70s acting, you know, like way over the top. It's great. Fantastic movie. But um, I mean, really, if you're trying to when it comes to farming, if you're trying to reduce demand and reduce supply, I mean, that's a two for one, you know, convince people that their life is so shitty that they should go to the uh, suicide chamber, you know, for the good of all mankind. For and the good of all mankind. Turn them into turn them into food. Now that's the thing.
2: Like the American school system. Recycle,
3: reuse.
2: Yes. See, maybe that's where those slogans really came from. Mm-hmm. I see it. Um. So that's that's one of the things the American school system is really pushed, where kids are like, "Oh my God, it's not good for the planet. I'm not going to make babies." Like a lot of kids are actually against it. And then yeah, I would just say we could even that. go one further. And I don't know that this was a conspiracy. It was maybe a weird side effect, but it seems like most of these kids who are addicted to video games and the internet and social media don't even care about sex or whatever, at least with people or whatever, yeah, not with other people. Like, most girls now are going to like 25 without even, you know, seeing a boy or whatever. They're <laughs> like, oh, I don't even want that. I just, mm-hmm. it just sounds
3: gross. I just don't want anything. Ah, yeah. No. I mean, boys are kind of gross. So, I mean, it's fair, but fair. Yeah. You know, that's, that's something you could, you
2: know, look into. I don't know. Um, but it, it does turn out when, again, you, you look at these graphs and charts, That come from, you know, everywhere, but it turns out we're good with most animals. Like we can eat pork, we can eat eggs, we can eat fish, we can eat poultry, even dairy. It's when you get into sheep and goat meat and then beef that we totally kill the whole planet and everything dies and whatever. Mm -hmm. But it turns out, I feel like that's almost a straight attack on America. You know, because who really loves beef
3: more than America loves beef? Right. You know, it's it's actually kind of uh, funny. When you go overseas, you you might notice it a little bit. But it's it's rare in the world that people will eat meat for yeah. three meals a day. You know what I mean? No, it's no, not no. uncommon to have bacon and sausage for breakfast, a ham sandwich, and then steak for dinner in the United <laughs> that's States. It, that's just that's your not doctor, a crazy Alex. thing. Yeah. 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 But, but that, in uh, a lot of places, you know, that's not normal.
2: Yeah, no, it, it definitely is a, a disturbing trend. Um, so I do have you guys remember your hero John Kerry, one of the most brilliant speakers of our time. Uh-huh. His enthusiasm, his energy. <laughs> his charisma. Charisma. That's exactly where I would go when I think of John Kerry. Well, John Kerry had some insight, and he was speaking to the to the UN about this, and he was like, look. We need to cut everything by 30 years. And I got to say, this is just going to bring a whole tirade of emotions for me after you hear it. So let's just, it is about a minute. So it's tough because it is John Kerry, the most enthusiastic man in America. But,
0: you know, hold on, hold on. See what you think. Agriculture contributes about 33% of all the emissions of the world, uh, depending a little bit on how you count it. But it's anywhere from 26 to 33 And we can't get to net zero. We don't get this job done unless agriculture is front and center is part of the solution. But with a growing population on the planet, we just crossed the threshold of 8 billion fellow citizens around the world. We just crossed that in this last year. Emissions from the food system alone are projected to cause another half a degree of warming by mid-century on the current course that we are today. A two degree future could result in an additional 600 million people not getting enough to eat. And you just can't continue to both warm the planet while also expecting to feed it. Doesn't work. So we have to reduce emissions from the food system to keep the 1.5 degrees alive. Why do we have to keep 1.5 degrees alive? Because scientists, as a basis of physics and mathematics, not ideology and politics or party labels or anything else, as a matter of physics and mathematics, and some biology and chemistry have told us these are the consequences. And we already see it happening. And almost everything they've predicted for 30 plus years now is coming true, but the problem is it's coming through faster and bigger than was in fact predicted.
2: All right. Did did that come through or did it break up in there? You're okay. It was good. All right. That was pretty good to me. So here's the deal though. He says that science has shown everything we thought with global warming and climate change has not only proven out to be true, but it's been proven out to be true faster. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, and he says over the last 30 years, and I'm thinking, isn't that the exact opposite of what happened? Like weren't mm-hmm. we all going to be dead like eight different times? They were like, "Oh, there's no way if we don't change, there's no turning back, there's no uh, we're going to be underwater." There was that movie The Day After Tomorrow. Um, you know, it was it was just a matter of time if we
3: didn't change everything. And I, everybody it- knew everybody knows that global warming leads to New York City being buried under glaciers.
2: It always does come down to that, you know, Mm -hmm. acid rain, right? Exactly. You know, it's, I, I don't know. I, I just find it disturbing that, you know, we keep going down these roads and obviously, right. The climate changes, seasons are different than they were. You know, I remember things being different in the past and then they are now and, and whatever. But I also know that, you know, me not getting hamburgers is not going to be the solution, at least not for me. Mm -hmm. Um, There used to be that whole no farms, no food. And it was the hippies in California that were like, yeah, you need to support your local local farmer. And they were all about being local. And you guys remember, I I touched on it a week or two ago. It was the big topic with the, uh, the stupid, um, They had that article on Yahoo News that came out of a University of Michigan study, I think, that said the carbon footprint of the homegrown food is five times greater than those grown conventionally. Now, they were talking about in the suburbs. If you read the whole article, it was a lot about like if you had raised beds, um, that because you bought the stuff to make raised beds— and somehow you're like throwing it out every year, every other year, and starting over. Mm-hmm. That that was a crappy system. But now it turns out that that's a bunch of crap, yeah, in my
3: opinion.
2: That's one of the things I think that that upsets us and and sends me on the rage all the time. Is is that it? Kind of comes, comes down to fuck you. I won't do what You tell me. Mm-hmm. You know, cause it's, they want to control me. And when you see that it's an obvious, like bullshit lie, mm-hmm. like, or you just make blanket statements and then make rash decisions, I guess it's kind of over and over again. I mean, if you've been following the, the second amendment, uh, fight that's been going on in this country for the last, I don't know, forever, I think yeah. since 1776, yeah. basically. Um, <laughs> If you've been following that fight at all, you notice that they're like, well, this isn't what they mean. This isn't their real agenda. You know, remember that what that clown up in Canada was always like, oh, I'm not really after your guns. I'm not coming for, you know, I don't want to ban them. I just want to, you know,
3: make sure you
2: make sure good people. Yeah. You know, or remember Beto was like that, you know, our hero Mm -hmm. out in Texas. Um, it's just, it's insanity. They all like start out with, and I guess that's what it is, is nothing is the immediate dramatic attack right this minute, but all the signs are there that they keep dropping the subtle hints of, oh, well, you know, it would be better if we just stop all this and, you know, and they're starting to slip the bugs in the food, right? And that was, it was funny because I was actually in some like Facebook groups where they would actually just, people would find labels at the grocery store that had bugs and and different stuff in it. And they would post it to the Facebook group. Well, I went back to find it because I was going to grab some of those pictures for the podcast. All that stuff is gone. Like you can't find nothing about labels anywhere of Mm -hmm. bugs in food. Now here is like there there's a breakdown like it's dried crickets it's mealworms it's grasshoppers it's whole crickets um these things are are pretty much but the, you get into the grocer stuff like black soldier flies house flies what wax moths even cockroaches right so they give them all these fancy like latin names which i guess mm-hmm. are proper names if you will right and then you know, and they slip them in the ingredient labels and you're like, Oh yeah, that's good. Now I don't think it's all super prevalent. Although I did look when I started researching it, you can buy like cricket flour. So like you're gluten intolerant. Don't even worry about it. You can get flour made out of crickets and you'd be good to go. Now, why are you gluten intolerant is maybe my question and I would then go back to some other bad choices that our country keeps making, but I'm going to save that for another episode. Um, I, Kevin, I, I talk to me about this. Like where, where are we at here? Like, okay. well, I, I feel like America's going down a dangerous road.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, well, let's talk about France. Okay. Um, we all have seen the, the protests going on in France and, and I don't think anybody's really, aware of what's going on. Uh, France, farmers in France, the EU's biggest uh, agricultural producer say they're not living, not being paid enough and are choked by excessive regulation on environmental protection. Now um, in France, uh, everybody knows that being a farmer is not, you don't get rich being a farmer, you know, it's not a, a, a high paying job. Your most farms are right on the edge most of the time, you know, and you know, you just pile up the regulations and then to make up for the regulations, you have to subsidize that. Right. But that shit doesn't really balance out. You no. know, it ends up fucking people over and, and subsidies come with control. And, right. I think and if, and, right. And if subs, exactly. If you want the subsidy, you have to do certain things according to us, you know, and if you drive a local farmer out, then you can buy that piece of land and uh, you can regulate how much food is being produced by doing that. You know, by by shutting farms down and taking them over, you can either make it a farm or make it nothing and you can control how much food is being produced. It really is a system of control. A lot of people think that this is like a, a battle between um you know, global warming and the health of our planet versus right. you know balance and, and shit Versa- like that. I don't think so. Right. I think no. it's about control. It's about controlling the population. It's about controlling you know, if you can control water and food, you can control people, you know. hundred um, percent Germany, same thing is going on in Germany with their with the farms there. They're upset about uh they don't want subsidies and they don't want regulation. They just want to be able to run their farms right, you know, the way they want. And uh, you know it's the same sort of thing. And France has always been great at protesting. You know what I mean? The United States, we had a protest and we kicked the British out. You know, we had a revolution. And
2: we in sure France they had that.
3: a revolution and they cut everybody's heads off. You know what I mean? We have a protest and we're you know we're standing around with signs and and chanting, chanting slogans. In France, they're dumping uh, dump manure trucks full of that. manure yeah. on people's you know front steps. I really appreciate the way they go about their. Stuff, I think man. some I... of those
2: were like – you watch some of those videos. It's like they emptied their septic tank and just brought it in. I don't even think it had anything to do with it. Yeah, something. I don't know that there was cow manure in there. It all looked like human shit. <laughs> There's a toilet paper floating <laughs> up and who knows what, you know? Uh-huh. But that's that's the thing. I, I 100% agree with you is it all comes down to control. And the big thing is, you know, we've been preaching – since the beginning of time, you know, as loud as I can say it and jumping up and down on the tables is that the more you can provide for your family, the less control they have over you. And a hundred percent, this is where this is heading is control. You know, if they can decide how much food you get and how much, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, I'm just never going to turn in my gas truck and I know how to keep it running. Well, right, but they're just going to tax the shit out of gas, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's going to be where it's $20 a gallon and you're going to be like, well, I have my truck and they're going to be like, yeah, good, good luck. You can't fucking go anywhere. Yeah. And that's how it comes down. Now, I don't know how they get the balance of like diesel for, you know, me to run my tractor for agriculture or whatever you know, how that's all going to play out where they're going to slow me down from using my tractor or whatever. Cause I mean, you'd have to tax diesel pretty high to make it have an impact on me. I mean, realistically I could probably pay a hundred bucks a gallon for diesel and run my tractor as much as I want for the year for 500 bucks. And I know that 500 bucks sucks compared to 50, but Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, like, I mean, I'm talking about over a whole year, you know. We're right. talking about two dollars a day, not you know life changing, crippling. Um, but that's that's kind of how it comes down. Is is they're going to find ways to screw us, and I I don't know. But it is all about individual rights and all about the more you can take care of your family. And that's why, you know, like we we did finally get there. You guys have heard me preach about rabbits for forever. Now I finally have the rabbit system going. Now I've actually butchered rabbits and eaten them, and they were excellent. I got to say, nothing but happy. I brought them to work. Everybody's like, yeah, best thing ever. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever. They also. They're not like wild animals, you know, but I do need to step up my game on not buying feed from tractor supply, you know, like it's right. still a thing, you know? So now I'm actually doing like microgreens and growing, or maybe it's my wife is doing things like, <laughs>
3: yeah, growing. let's be honest. I'm, I'm the same way. Say- I have a great garden that my, wife yeah takes you that. know
2: I, yeah, I look at my farm let me go out and take some pictures mm-hmm. I, I get on the tractor and till it though like nobody's business let me tell you right once or twice um, a year he's out there <laughs> twice a year i'm like Troll, tar, hurt. nothing um but that's the thing it's so i mean man they are they're coming after guns again they're coming after you know all this stuff it's like um yeah, Chris, uh, we could do that. Um the uh, anyway, the uh, they're coming after all the individual things that uh, you know that make us self-sufficient. And right. having guns and and bullets, you know, that's a big thing, right? That's, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, you don't need a gun. You, you do. You do need mm-hmm. a gun." And and that's how it is. Um but you need stockpiles of food. You need access to clean fresh water you need to not be dependent, you know, on the government. And I mean, honestly, you know, solar isn't that bad of an idea when, you know, everyone's like, oh, it's because the government wants us to do it, whatever. Now I got to say, you know, they still are kind of crappy on getting you efficient solar and whatever. It's getting better every year. We're getting closer. Um, it's even pretty close to where it's it's starting to be a good idea. But the independence it gives you from the grid, but you want to find a setup that you're going to be in control of. You know, how many people have these home solar setups where if the power goes out, they still don't have power? Right. That doesn't even make sense, you know? Mm-hmm. And the government yeah. can still limit how much you have and have access to. That's insane. That's not independence and freedom.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But if you have a setup that you can take care of now, are solar panels and batteries a good thing for the environment? Nah, I don't think so. I don't think that's a best practice and whatever. Mm-hmm. I will say I just um, ordered and it hasn't come yet. Somehow it's been like three weeks and I'm still waiting on Amazon. You know, that prime two day delivery that I get, you know, yeah, yeah, oh, I
3: pay extra for that too. And it shows up, know, usually yeah. shows up within a week or two.
2: So now I'm like three weeks into uh, a 12 volt solar well pump. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing—is you know what? You can shut off my power, but I'll still be able to turn on my faucet and whatever. And I finally broke down and and ordered some solar panels again to run my well pump. You know that's what I want. I'm like I need to be able to do this, and you know you can only do so much. You know I I can't have everything, but I can cover little things. Um. You know, and that's over and over again, what we keep preaching is the, uh, you want to find a way that you can, uh, you can get closer every day. I think that's really what it comes down to. You know, I have it where I can do, you know, I have rabbits, but I still buy feed from tractor supply, or I have chickens and they free range about half the time, and half of their diet is feed. And you see, none of that is a hundred percent. And it's not the way it should be, and it's not the way I want it to be. But we're all overwhelmed by the world. We're all overwhelmed paying taxes and property taxes and you know, everything else. You know, we do what we can do, but the idea is to get closer and better and more independent. And you also have to plan to have enough time to hide some of your stuff. You got to make sure that they don't just come knock on your door and take it all from you. Mm-hmm. You know, Because sometimes we just keep throwing it in a room and we're like, all right, all right, I got this. I got that. I ordered that. All right, it's there. I haven't even gone back to it. I don't know, but I, I have supplies. And then the government comes and says, hey, um, yeah, we decided to tell everybody all at once that we're going to make you all register your guns and bring them all out yeah i don't like that one i don't like this one and why don't you just give them all to us Mm -hmm. you know and but the thing is you know i've even heard of stories of you know we've seen them pass that that stuff where they can confiscate your uh your food storage right Mm -hmm. that they're keeping lists of people who buy from you know my patriot supply and wise foods and things like that and that they might one day come and Take right. your supplies. Well, so make sure you have that stuff set aside is all I'm saying.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, really the truth of the matter is you should be raising chickens. You should be, ha- you should have a garden. You know, it do- It really does not take a lot of work to have a have some chickens. You know what I mean? Even if you got three chickens and you're getting two eggs a day, that's a big, uh, that's a big you know, plus you can easily ramp that up, but, but taking care of three or four chickens is not a big deal. You know, let them out in the morning, give them some food and water and put them in. I I mean, they basically go where they're, you know, go into the hutch. It's not like you have to chase them around the yard and shit. They, they know nighttime comes and it's time to, you know, time to get inside. Well, I had about five chickens that didn't recognize that,
2: it's time to go inside. I'm going to go sleep in a tree instead thing. Right. But after the Fox got about three of them, the other two were like, you know what? It was shit. I think (laughs) I am going to go into the coop and now they're coming around. So that or the Fox got all five. I'm not really sure, but Mm -hmm. I I think based on the ones that, that I'm seeing, the wife tells me that, you know, pretty much two or three decided to move into the hutch and that was a really
3: a better idea. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, really when it comes to the animals, I, if there's more than three, that's as far as I'm counting. I, three, I don't two. have patience for this. That's, I'm not going through this every like,
2: day. I, I started out this season with I think 35 chickens, and I think last time I counted, I was about 29 or 28. Yeah. And I'm like, whatever, they're more than yeah, 20. It's, it's,
3: <laughs> I, I, I ain't doing all this math. Uh, math,
2: bullshit. math is hard. They keep moving. It's like watching mm-hmm. chickens. You know, they're just running
3: around, and you can't. How do you count right. them? I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been getting some of them uh snatched up by hawks, and so I had to, yes. had to do some work on that. And I don't them. know what yeah. actually worked, so I set up a, a hawk netting, and uh, my wife read somewhere, got some sort of idea about uh, CDs. You hang them from yes. a tree, and they just kind of spin around and, yep. and reflect everywhere. I, I'll be honest with you, it fucks me up sometimes. You know, I'll turn around fault. like something's it's coming fault. at me <laughs> too. No, so, I mean, did you say those so? two things? Though I haven't had any any trucks, uh, right. hawks. Since Were then. you the one telling me about predator lights?
2: What's the story there? What's? No? Oh yeah, yeah. It,
3: I it's, don't think that that shit actually works. Because
2: right, um, you said something, and then the wife is like, "Oh, we got to go get predator lights," and I'm
3: like, "Yeah." So the idea is that it's it's like glowing eyes, and uh, it's supposed to scare you know scare things away. But they uh, were out of just your garden Said probably yeah. smoking pot when they came yeah, up with Red scary eyes, yeah. but it turns out it only like scares things away for a day or two, and then they realize that that's just a normal. I, I thing think that's, things. and
2: I think that's like scarecrows and stuff. Like I think scarecrows work day one or two, right? You and gotta, then the yeah. are you like, got to move a... them
3: around. That's the thing. You got to move the, the, the eyes thing. around. You got to move the scarecrow around. You know, if it's in the exact same place <laughs> every day, it doesn't doesn't work.
2: Oh, Mayhem Country Living, checking us out. Nice. You guys, have you ever uh, checked out the Mayhem Country Living uh, YouTube channel? I got to say, he's got a lot of great stuff on there. He's always doing living the outdoor life, right? That's Mm -hmm. what always inspires me. Um, Anyway, Darren there. But uh, anyway, you got to do something where you go and uh, you get out, you get involved. And that's, uh, I don't know. That's why I got excited about Mayhem Country living there. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, It's outdoing, you know, and, and how true is it that we need to like live the life? And, and that's really what it comes down to is one, enjoying life. You know, you want to, we don't want to just live a life of fear. We don't want to live a life where we're constantly preparing and constantly, it shouldn't be like that. It should be building a life that you want to live. That's awesome. Mm. You know? And, and I think there's a way that you can be a prepper and and not do the whole outdoor nature survival kind of thing, but you can still be prepared. You need to create the world that fits for you. Um, me, I love the the nature outdoor survival thing, you know, that, hey, let's build fires and hang out in the woods and mm-hmm. shoot guns and, and do things. You know, that's to me, that's exciting and awesome. L- let's eat ribs. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. let's do man things, cook over fire. And, you know, that's exciting to me. But you need to create the world that is exciting for you. You know, and and that maybe, you know, I heard uh, Zuckerberg, he uh, built a $270 million underground bunker in Hawaii. Now, he does his world where he goes and does crazy stuff yet is also prepared. Right. And I
3: don't imagine that guy's ever even seen a campfire. You know, yeah. i sure. Yeah. I don't, no, I'm sure that bunker is like living in the lap lap of luxury. You know, yeah. You, know, you do the
2: one that's right for you. And that's the whole point mm-hmm. is you want to create the world that you enjoy. And that's, you know, I mean, that goes with anything. You see people with like religion and stuff like that. It shouldn't be a chore and a bother. You should find things that incorporate the stuff that you love, you know, and, you know, if your church has the get togethers and does the kind of things and the community and fellowship, you know, the hanging out with each other, the business networking, they do the things that you love, then that's awesome. You know, then that's great. You can create the world that works for you. And I think that's really where we need to go. You know, they're coming after all this stuff and it just is one more, you know, sign that you need to step up your game and be able to take care of your own. You need to find a way to, you know, create your, your world that is going to work for you and be sustainable. And part of being sustainable, I don't mean from the hippie sense, I mean, when the government stops selling it, how are you going to keep getting it? You know, right. I'm still going to have meat unless they come and take the rabbits out of my backyard. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a lot harder for them to cut down on mine. You know, they. it's real easy to say, oh, there's not going to be any burgers in the grocery store. Sucks to be you. That's easy mm-hmm. for them. It's not easy to come and say, well, I'm going to come take those goats and that chickens and rabbits out of your yard that's a little bit harder of a sell, you know, and especially when you can't see my yard from the front, you don't know what I have or whatever. And mm-hmm. you know, yeah, we can send an inspector out to come walk around your property, but they're going to have to work a lot harder to get mine than they are to just take the burger off the grocery store shelf. You know, that's what it comes down to.
3: Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to have to start raising cattle because I don't know if I'm going to be able to go without beef. You know, chicken is great. Rabbit's great. I like pork, but it's pretty good. You know.
2: I did hit the steakhouse uh, Thursday night. You know, I was, yeah. they had Valentine's Day on Wednesday, I guess. And uh, I couldn't do that. I ended up going to a uh, farm agriculture meeting at the Cooperative Extension, mm-hmm. which every time I go to those, the people are so nice but I'm just like disgusted with how government intrusive they want to be, you know? It,
3: right. I don't know.
2: But anyway, bottom line, find a way to make yourself a little bit more so self-sufficient every day. And that's what it comes down to. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, definitely like, and subscribe. If you enjoyed what you're hearing, uh, you have questions, show ideas, thoughts, concerns, email us at uh, preppingbadass@gmail.com prepping badass at gmail.com. Otherwise, I would say uh, stay safe and we will talk to you guys next week.